Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. This is just a thought, just a thought. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Sheree Nicole. Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole. And it is episode, I can't believe I'm saying this, 38. Season 3, episode 38. I think this may be the most episodes I've ever done in a single season. It's been a wild, crazy, fun summer. And I'm just actually proud of myself. I'm just going to give myself some flowers right now, y'all. Don't mind me. <laughs> but I'm proud of myself for pushing through and still being able to bring you guys some content that I feel so, so excited about, that I'm so proud of. And I do this at the start of pretty much every show when I got to do it again. I just want to thank you guys so much for all your support, for listening to the content, for watching the content on YouTube, for sharing the content on social media, sending me feedback, commenting on the different posts that have promo content. This podcast does not exist without you guys. The energy that I put into it and that I continue to have does not exist without you all. You fuel this show. So thank you so much. We're going to continue to grow together. I had a great conversation with an amazing woman, Dr. April Carter. And uh, we talked about a myriad of things, including her time on 90 Day Fiance, the hit show 90 Day Fiance. And we talked some, you know, Mars versus Venus talk, love and relationships talk, all types of stuff, health and wellness. We covered the gamut. And so without further ado, I want you guys to check out this conversation that I had with Dr. April Carter. Enjoy. I'm super excited. I'm just going to tell y'all right now, we might go into some girl talks, some deep girl talk, because we were turning up even before this interview started. And I'm excited for y'all to hear some of it. I have Dr. April Carter with me. She's a television personality. You can catch her on 90 Day Fiance. She's also a franchisee owner of two Hot Works locations and a highly distinguished physician. And uh, she has a very, very interesting, fascinating love journey we want to talk about. We're going to talk about love and relationships, 90 Day Fiance, entrepreneurship, and yeah, health and wellness, because she's a doctor. Hello, somebody. I'm very much into health and wellness as well, so I hope she has some really cool tips for all of us. Without further ado, Dr. April Carter, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am extremely excited to share my journey and some health tips and business tips. Um, I think you're an amazing woman, and thank you again for inviting me onto the show. Oh, thank you. Well, I think you're amazing as well. Let's Let's talk health and wellness to start, okay? For those who were halfway through the year, and they're saying, okay... I've met, I've been trying to change my diet. Mm-hmm. Um, or, hey, I don't like to work out, but I want to lose weight. We have a lot of people like that. Just people that are trying to have some form of transformation physically. What are some of the things that we just need to be doing on a regular basis? Because I think sometimes we diet. 
we have diet culture versus lifestyle changes. So what is some advice there? Yeah, so I see a lot of patients come in and they are focused on a diet. And when we think of diet, we're thinking of something that's for two weeks or two months or a short period of time where Mm -hmm. we really should be focusing on lifestyle changes. And I think we can start with what we're eating, such as meat and processed foods. So, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> so I can't have turkey bacon? I mean, we got to relax on the processed foods and the meat. I think we have a culture, especially in the African-American culture, where or American culture, rather, yeah. where we consume a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. And it's been a few years now since I started my journey to being a vegan. Mm. Now, it is hard. I'm from Louisiana, and my family don't necessarily support that Girl, lifestyle. they kept you in the family. They, they kick you out. They kept me in the family. They let me stay, but they like, you're going to have, you're going to need some meat, some chicken, you know, we'll let, we'll let you get by with no pork, but, you know, Louisiana, they're like, no, we, we don't even know what that is. Wow. So, uh, they may throw uh, some salmon on the grill for me, but for the most part, when I am home, I try to be pescatarian at minimum, <laughs> but my goal is Every day is to be vegan. That's my Mm. goal. And I know that could be hard for people. And so what I say is try to avoid eating meat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. Just cut back. Try once a day. And then once you can master once a day, then you could do a few times a week and then just start to pull back that way. And really focus on processed foods as well. I'd be careful with you know, there you just don't know what's in that food. And it can have a very negative impact on your health. Um, not just weight, uh, but also your increased risk for cancer. Mm. So be really, really careful with that. Um, and I say start with that. I also want to say don't forget about your mental health. Yes. And so maybe starting the day off with meditation, it doesn't have to be long, like an hour. We know you're busy, but maybe like 10 to 15 minutes yeah. of meditation just to start your day, just to make sure your mind is ready for today is a really great way to incorporate lifestyle changes, not just for your body, but for your mind as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about sleep and exercise for a minute. A lot of people saying the grind don't stop. Sis, the grind stops for me, okay? I need my seven hours a night, okay? And I know everybody has commitments and things they have to do. There is money to make. But what what say you to how much sleep we should be getting? And also with exercise, how often should we be doing some form of physical activity? If you can exercise at least three times a week, that is a game changer. If you can get at least seven to eight hours of sleep at night. Now, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I struggle with getting that <laughs> seven to eight hours of sleep at night because I was on call. I was just yeah. on call before I flew to Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. And I ran the entire day. And so I even struggle with making sure I get those hours of sleep. But I can tell you that your brain will thank you and your body mm. will thank you if you could just have a cutoff time, maybe – No TV after 10, maybe no social media after 10. And just focus on allowing your body to get in a more relaxed state and then transitioning into bed and then sleep by 11. And ensuring that you put yourself first from a day to day and then get those get that sleep that you need to get a fresh start for the next day. So that's one way to incorporate it. Now, Hotworks, I own two Hotworks studios and infrared energy is powerful and it helps with sleep. So if you're struggling with sleep, then you can drop into your local Hotworks studio. If you spend three, go to Hotworks three times a week, maybe 30 minutes, an hour, you will see a change in your sleep. So something to consider. Also, no TV. I want to reiterate that. First of all, you shouldn't even have a TV in your bedroom. I Leave sleep the with TV, the TV is, on every no. night. It's, it's my comfort. I mean, I know the Lord is there to comfort me. The Lord is I there. I am a TV <laughs> keeper on her at night when I'm asleep. 
turn the TV off. In fact, when I was in medical school, I saw a study that showed that couples who had a TV in the bedroom had an increased um, probability of getting a divorce. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to find my husband soon. I mean, it's been like a bunch of years, but (laughs) I trained myself to not be dependent on the TV. And so I took the TV out of my bedroom in medical school. Mm. And and, I mean, it was so small because I didn't have any money. So it it wasn't even worth much. But... Um, so since then, I haven't had a TV in a bedroom. And when I date, I explain this to my partner. Yeah. And fortunately, they are on board with this because wow. um, the, that's time that you can be spending with your partner, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, getting to know them. You know, how yeah. was your day? And I think that society has moved so fast where we get away from the simple things. So mm. I always tell folks when they have trouble sleeping, how about we turn the TV off? How about we turn the phones off? How about you disconnect from social media? Let's start with those things first before I start prescribing you something. Let's Ooh, do that. Okay. I'm going to challenge myself. Maybe this is what I need to hear to get me to the altar. I need to turn the TV off at night. I- I'm going to work on that, Doc. And I do want to, I-, I do have to ask you because I'm sure, you know, we there's skeptics around. Well, how's she going to tell me about working out and sleeping TV and stuff? What kind of doctor is she? Calm down, everybody. She's, we don't bring frauds around here, okay? So my first question is, how did you decide, like, or know I want to be a doctor? And then with that, what do you specialize in? So I'm a board-certified internal medicine physician. And my actually, my father implanted the idea at a very early age. Mm. And that idea matured over the years. And so when I was in high school, there was a health program and I entered that program in the ninth grade. And out of the entire class, they picked 12 students and I was chosen. And I was like, oh man, this is, this is awesome. Like they think I'll be good at this, I guess. And so I go on to 10th, 11th and 12th grade and I continue to learn medicine and understand Um, its impact on the community and Mm. I just built a closer or a tighter bond rather with medicine and then it became something that I felt like I just could never let go and even as today I if I wasn't a physician I honestly don't know what I would be Wow! and so my journey was uh, different than most because I went to undergrad at Southern University in Baton Rouge Louisiana but I didn't Mm. go straight to medical school (gasps) unfortunately I didn't do well on my MCAT the entrance exam what I did not But it's important that if you choose medicine, to choose a program that's geared towards getting you there. Mm. And my program just really wasn't geared towards getting me there. And so when I finished school, I actually toured as a runway model for three years. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand it by looking at you. But on the other side of it, I'm like, wait a minute. How we get over here? I did not think I could go. And it took God putting the right people in my life mm. who changed my thinking and said, well, why would you think that? It starts mm. with what's upstairs in your head. You're stopping you. Yeah. And so it's not that anyone told me I couldn't go. It's just that I thought I couldn't go. Mm. And so when God put the right people in my life, then my mind started to change. Like, okay, well, maybe this is something I can do. Wow. I had doctors saying to me, like, no, I I, I, did, I flunked out of this class, and I still went, and I still made it. Like, of course, you're so smart. Why wouldn't you consider this, reconsider this? And so I set out on a journey to to reengage and to go after that goal. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing because once I applied, I applied to one school, 
I don't recommend this. Please do not do this. <laughs> but I got my credentials together and I applied to one school. And this is a power of law of attraction. If you don't know about the law of attraction, we can talk more about it. But the law of attraction is powerful. So what I did is that this is when I had a TV in my bedroom, of course. This was before <laughs> medical school. The school, I contacted the school. They sent me a DVD. And I put that DVD in, and I used to fall asleep to that DVD every night. Wow. Watching that school and praying about it, and I had their poster up in my room, like, this is the school I'm going to go to. Like, this is divine. Like, this is going to happen. Like, mm. I'm, I'm not taking no for an answer. Love that. <laughs> and so I went to bed every night, and I got that call, and I was accepted. I was so grateful to God. And then January 2020, 2010, I started med school. Mm. And I did extremely well. And those fears that I had of not being smart enough or maybe I don't belong here yeah. or maybe this isn't what God wanted were evaporated when I got my first uh, test scores back. And I made not just A's, but 100% on every test I took. Wow. And then I was like, oh, my God, like, I do belong here. Mm. Like, I would study from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And because I, I was afraid, right? I was like, oh, my God, like, my dad spent all this money. <laughs> I, can't I got go home. I got to get out of here. And he, I gotta do a good job. I have to do a good job. <laughs> like dad's not taking anything less. So when I studied, it was on. And I am just grateful. I had a great support system and I went through med school, went through residency, finished, and wow. became a practicing physician. Wow, I love that story. I, I wanna stay here for just a moment because there may be somebody listening that has a dream. And yeah. may have put it on the shelf, as you did for a little while. Was there a conversation, because you mentioned, you know, different people were encouraging you. Was there a particular conversation you can recall that really helped you to take that dream off the shelf and, and go head first into what you wanted to do? I remember the the doctor was Dr. David Maguku. That's his name. And uh, he's gone. He's left the United States and he's gone back to Kenya. But I remember sitting down with him and he said, you're so smart. And I'm going to help you in any way that I can to ensure mm. that this goal is accomplished because I believe in you just that much. And he did. He fulfilled his end of the deal. Mm. And I'm grateful for that. It was that one person. How long did you know him before you guys? Not long, like a year or two, because I met him at the hospital. I was working as an MA. Well, first I tried to work as a CNA, but I failed at that. Like, I, I just couldn't. You saw the show. I'm a germaphobe. So cleaning and all, I just couldn't handle it. So then they said, all right, let's get her out of these rooms. She's, she's not able to clean diapers and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was falling to pieces. And so they put me at the computer entering orders for the doctors. And that's how I met Dr. Maguku. And at that time, I'm still thinking I'm not going to be able to go to med school. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go back and go to school in nursing. And then it transitioned to being a physician assistant. Mm. And when he set me down, he was like a physician assistant. Now, I need my physician assistants and my nurse practitioners. You all are very valuable to the team. <laughs> but he said, this may not be the right path for you. Mm. It's a phenomenal path, but maybe not the right one for you. And then that's when the door is open to, okay, maybe... Maybe I can do this. Wow. And that's how it happened. It's just interesting. Like, I it, I have a master's degree, and I only applied to one school. Yeah. And I didn't think I was smart enough. And it was a teacher that I had who I would sit in the back of his class. <laughs> it was a night class. It was like African-American studies night class. 
And I was coming for basketball practice. It was once a week. And I would just raise my hand maybe like once or twice a class just to like, oh, I participated so I could get a good grade. And I just remember him asking me, like, what are you going to do after school? And I was like, well, I don't think I'm ready to just jump into the industry. I need more. He was like, well, I'm going to send you some stuff. And I just want you to just follow the steps. Yeah. And it was for Medill at Northwestern University. Had I known that there was the, the prestige attached to that, I would have never applied. But it's interesting how it just takes one person to see greatness in you that you're either afraid to walk in or you just can't see that gets you to like exactly. your destiny. So exactly. thank you for sharing that. Cause Absolutely. that's huge. That's huge. Let's talk about the show. You mentioned it before. Um, okay. Now we got a lot of shows out here. I love them all. I love relationship shows. Okay. We got 90 day fiance. I'm also a, a huge married at first sight fan. Um, and so some people have different opinions about these kinds of shows. Okay. I think they're great. I think they're fantastic. But for you, I mean, how did this opportunity happen? And then were, were there some people in your circle or around you that kind of were like, uh, April, sis, what, what, what are you doing? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> to be honest, I was afraid I would get that. So I really didn't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> really, my family didn't even understand until they sent, like, the release. <laughs> And then for my parents, please, I don't want to get in trouble, but I just signed it for them. And so, <laughs> and so when, when, when they showed up, you know, TLC, Sharp Entertainment, they came, they came deep, okay? Like, we talking about motorcade after motorcade, bands and bands, the crew, the house was full of equipment. And they're like, so what's happening again? Oh, my God. What is this? And, you know, when I initially applied, I didn't even tell Valentine because I'm like, you know, I'm sure thousands of people applied to this. Yeah. You know, why would they pick us? Like, I'm not even, I mean, I'm exciting, I'm fun, but they probably need more drama. Like, I don't yeah. know. So I'm not going to even tell him, right? So Look I at just you talking yourself out of something again. Th- and it was just mercy. me. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to, like, just send him something. And then they responded. I was like, oh, they probably sent it to everybody. Like, whatever. And so it, uh, and so then they send me, like, the full form. And yeah. so I fill it all out. Again, I'm asking him questions for the form, but not really telling him what it's for. Girl. I know, I need to stop. You in a whole secret setup with yourself. I need to stop. <laughs> and so a couple months go by, and, and I don't even know why I doubted it, because again, the law of attraction. Yeah. I wanted to do something before I even met Valentine. I didn't know what it mm-hmm. was. I didn't know whose screen I was going to be on, but yeah. I had planted the seed, and the seed was ready to sprout. And here yeah. I am playing games. So... They contact me and say, oh, well, let's set up an interview. Okay, sure. (laughs) I'll never forget. I'm talking to the recruiter. So they set up an interview. It's uh, by Zoom. And it goes super well. And then the recruiter's like, well, what does Valentin think? I'm like, well, he doesn't think anything. He don't think nothing. He don't even know, child. And so it was at that time they were like, well, yeah, we're going to need to get him to be in, like, okay with this. <laughs> you know, that's pretty important before we go through this entire process. Yeah. And so he was excited, and, of course, he moved forward. Mm-hmm. And it, we interviewed, I don't, I don't know, many times over many months, felt like, until so we got that final email that said, congratulations, welcome to Love in Paradise Season 3. I need to know what what convincing your man was like, because, you know, 
How what how was he open? Did you have to convince real hard? Like what what was that like? So he was open, and um, I don't think he realized the magnitude of what we were doing yeah. until again, like that 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 crew showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you set everybody up for the okie doke? You know, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much explaining. You know, just let me show you. You know, yeah, like here they are. It's big. And so, uh, in fact, it was at the last hour where the executive producer was like, yeah, he's, we need to talk to him directly. Oh, God. And so I had to set up an entire Zoom call. And then they were like, okay, well, we see he's on board. But again, I don't even realize, think he realized like the impact that yeah. us being on this show would have. And sometimes I still feel like I'm not so sure he understands because mm. this is so different and limited in his country, yeah. you know, where he's not exposed to the same things I'm exposed to being in America. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Let's talk about exposure, you know, and, and your love journey because it, it wasn't here. You didn't you didn't find your setup in in, in the U.S. No. Um, and there's been a lot of conversation. Yeah, y'all, we talk. A lot of black women. I've had black black women friends of mine say, "Girl, you need to you need to go overseas. You need to just get out to the United States for a second, or you know, there, there's other options out here." For you, you know, where where were your thoughts around that? prior to meeting him, and then upon meeting him, how did that perception change, if at all? So I've dated. I'm older. um, And I think people just don't know me. I've dated Mm. other cultures from other countries and had other experiences outside of the United States before meeting Valentin. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate other countries, other cultures, learning about new experiences, and I I like those things. Yeah. I just didn't want to be limited. Mm. And I feel that if I was a man, we wouldn't really be having this conversation. Girl, we wouldn't be talking about this at all. (laughs) (laughs) But they see a woman, Mm -hmm. a woman of color, who's successful. And, you know, I'm judged. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, why can't I be free to do whatever I want to do? And if that's looking for love in the Caribbean or anywhere, why is that so bad? Why not experiencing other things? Why is that so, 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 I mean, other people do it. Yeah. And I think we just need to be more open-minded to, to dating outside of our own country. What's been like the biggest kind of takeaway that you found in, in dating outside of America? Um, I feel that the way men treat women, I think is different, Mm -hmm. um, in my experience, mm-hmm. I won't speak for everybody, um, but in my experience, it's just they are more receptive. They're more, they're, they compromise more. The values are different. The just core values are different. I'm not saying there are no men like that in America. Right. It's just that for whatever reason, God hadn't introduced me to them. Girl. And that's okay. Where are they, God? I don't know. Where is he, Lord? <laughs> He'll reveal himself anytime now. Girl. <laughs> but I will I will ask you this too, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier before we started kind of rocking and rolling. Just about, you know, being successful, you know, successful black women and, and sometimes being looked at as like, okay, if you have this, if you come to the table with all of this, how can you expect to have all of that on the other side of it? It's almost like 
and I'll just speak from personal experience, girl, Cherie, you know, you just need to lower your standards or you need to be more open. And I get being more open, but it's like, you know, he may not have, have all the money or he, and mind you, y'all, I'm not petty. I don't want a bazillionaire. That's not what I'm saying. But if he makes you feel good, I'm like, feelings fade. Okay. We, we need to just be real about that. So there are structural things that I believe need to be in place when you talk about being a partnership, relationship, marriage, or whatever with another person. Overall, kind of what have your conversations with your friends, whether male or female, been about, you know, being a successful black woman? You're an entrepreneur. You're a doctor. You're a television personality. You have all these things going on. How complex has it been for you in the dating space? It's been difficult prior to 90 Day and especially after 90 Day. Yeah. Because now, before 90 Day, I would just have the opinions of the people close to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, it's like the whole world now has an opinion about my dating choices. Yeah. And then some people even take that and say, well, if she is dating him, then maybe she doesn't make good decisions in medicine. <laughs> I'm like, what does this have to do with huh? practice? <laughs> But um, you're right. There are different a structure that needs to be in place for a relationship to work. Yeah. Um, there should always be compromise and mutual respect. Yeah. And that's something that Valentine and I shared mm-hmm. for some time. And I feel like it's not like I'm getting married. We're just exploring yeah. a love journey. Yeah. And there's no harm in that. Mm-hmm. And I think people should just relax. You know, I, it's not like I came home with twins. I mean, I, I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> because everybody wants to make a big deal out of everything. <laughs> right. And again, if I was a man, would we even be having this conversation? Girl. So um, I just caution people when they're giving their opinion on someone else's life and choices and relationships. You know, maybe it's okay to keep those opinions to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Especially when it, it doesn't involve you. But, um, but yeah, Valentina and I have our own set of struggles. It's certainly not perfect situation. And yeah. for what we're trying to do, I think that it's, it's okay. Now, would it make sense for me to take the next step and get married or, you know, have children with this person? Well, yeah. Well, what would the structure look like? And, yeah. you know, would he have met the criteria for me to feel comfortable with taking that next step into marriage and um, being a parent or yeah, sharing yeah, yeah. a child with him, like that's a completely different conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm ready to have that conversation just yet. I'm still yeah. trying to explore. Yeah, and that's okay too because I think sometimes people try to push us and rush us into things. Girl, I had somebody, and I talked about it on my Instagram, my nail tech. Why she's telling me this, I don't know because she's just supposed supposed to be doing my nails. <laughs> but she decided she wanted to cross over into a boundary, so I had to check her real fast. But she was like, you know, you need to hurry up and have children because um, because if you don't, you're going to be 44 and like me with no kids. I said, I, I'm never going to, no. I, you had, I had to shut her down immediately. No, like, actually, no, ma'am, I'm not going to be you. And it's interesting that I'm not talking to you at all about relationships right now. You're supposed to be doing my nails and you're imposing your own set of circumstances, your life or whatever, your standards on me. It's like, just, you can be in love. You can have a good time. And decide those things when you want to decide them. And I feel like sometimes people try to take away our right to have certain choices and timelines and say, you're this age, you need to hurry up. Or you've been with him this long, why y'all don't have kids? You don't have a man or kids, what's wrong with you? You 30, such, such, such. So can yeah. you just kind of speak to those stereotypical um, rooms that people kind of lock us into unnecessarily? I think first and foremost, we need to accept that women have a choice. Yeah. It's, some women don't want to have kids, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. 
I think that we're moving in society as a whole or women as a whole, let me say women, we're just moving in a different direction. And what we think and feel aren't the same as what our parents thought and felt. Or especially our grandparents. Yeah. I can remember the type of mother and wife and grandmother my grandmother was <laughs> it is different it's than very different, it yeah. is now and women are choosing not to have children and that's okay why do we crucify them i don't i don't understand that it's it's my choice and so yeah i am 39 and with no children and never been married and i could have had those things mm-hmm. earlier in life but that's just not what i wanted at that time yeah. in my life it didn't make sense And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, you know, there are other options. You can freeze your eggs. You can, you don't have to feel pressured and rushed into getting into a situation. And God forbid if it's the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to wait. And it's okay to explore other options. And I don't think that society should put put pressure on women to make these decisions and make them quickly when they're not ready. Mm -hmm. Because I see a lot of people with kids unhappy in marriages that are unhappy. (laughs) Yeah. I can bet you she wished she would have done things differently just to say you're a husband, you're a wife or a mother. You know, is it really like, what kind of cloud are you looking for? I mean, Mm. when you go to bed at night and you close your eyes, are you really happy? I just fell out my chair. Give me one second. I'm just going to get back (laughs) in my chair. Because apparently you came here to preach. Um, and I'm here for the entire <laughs> the entire sermon. You know, I have to ask you, in, in light of everything that we've discussed and in light of the show, your relationship, all these things, what's like the biggest kind of message you hope that people watching you on this journey, you hope that it, it leaves them with or the biggest impression, would say you? My one thing I would like to tell people is surround yourself with good energy. And don't feel like you have to succumb to society's standards. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to say too much and then y'all forget the first thing I said. <laughs> <laughs> Surround yourself with good energy. Yeah. Men and women can bring positive energy or negative energy. And life is too short. Yes. I can tell you I've seen people's lives come to an end sooner than they wanted it to. Mm. So don't waste your time surrounding yourself with people that don't add value. Ooh. Oh, add value. I love that. Speaking of added value, you, you have so many different things going on. I want to make sure people can, first of all, understand what you have going on, partner with you if possible, connect with you. Um, so what can we look forward from you moving forward into this year? And then also how can people stay connected with you? Yeah. So you guys can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, um, at, at Dr. April Carter. And for me, I'm always going to be a physician. I'm always going to see patients. That's my love and my passion. It will never go anywhere. Of course, as a Hotworks multi-unit franchisee, I am due to open up four locations. Two are already open. And wow. actually, I own a license here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, I need to, I need to, I need to pop mm-hmm. I own a license more. in Atlanta, Georgia, wow. and another in Houston, Texas. So um, if anyone is out there interested in franchising, reach out to me, DM me. I love, love, love providing information to people who are interested in getting into business. Yeah. Um, I also do real estate, so I own a real estate firm. And I am just getting my feet wet and uh, doing more uh, real estate uh, business opportunities and transactions. And so those are the biggest things I have coming up uh, for this year. And that keeps me pretty busy. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, again, you can reach out on Instagram, Facebook, Dr. April Carter, D-R-A-P-R-I-L-C-A-R-T-E-R. Well, I have gotten my entire life during this interview. I have learned so much. I have been inspired and encouraged and thoroughly entertained. I've been educated as well. And so I want to thank you so much for the time. You're just you're just Black Girl Magic personified. Oh, so and I wish you, you the absolute best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sharina Cole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter.